Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Wednesday. It is Wednesday, right, JT? Jay Binkley and JT. It is. Rest of the week. JT and I have been hanging out since uh, uh, produces the post-game show for me. So it's Monday. It's, it feels weird because that did feel like a Sunday. This whole week This whole week feels weird. You know, people are you know slowly going back to work. Many aren't working at all. Yeah, I mean, still three cars in the parking lot today. Three cars. Snow's coming down. It's not sticking. And I keep playing with the uh, NFL playoff machine on ESPN. Isn't that so fun? It is. It is the best. There's a way the Green Bay Packers play the Lions in the first week, first yeah. round of the playoffs. That's wild. You put all the scenarios on there. You put all the single scenarios on there, and you could find out. Uh, and you could find out exactly which team that you're looking at. How do you get the Chiefs the number two seed? That's why you you got to keep messing around with the machine. You're trying to get the Chiefs the two seed, but you know it's starting to look more and more like the. Uh, Three seed is what it's going to be unless unless you need Miami to lose to the Ravens and Bills. The Bills to lose are tied in New England. Then the number two seed, the Chiefs. But the number two seed doesn't carry the weight it used to because you used to get a bye. Yeah, I, I, so I, got, I know we're going to talk about this a little later, Jay. But I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Say you're the Chiefs, okay, and you win next week. You win this week against Cincinnati, right? But Buffalo and Miami both win. Do you rest your starters in the last week? I think with this team, you do. The only, the only caution is I feel that you need that momentum. You need that momentum. Like, you need to start – because this team really starts – really needs to gel at this point, right? But they need that more or they need rest more? I mean, because that's the question. That more or rest more with this football team? I mean, that's a good debate. Or will rest more help the production of the team? You know, they still go to practice. They still do those things. But as far as the rest quotient, I think it's big. We've talked about it. Oh, we talked about the starting off in last May. We talked it. I talked about it with Alex when I was with him a couple of weeks ago about how the Chiefs have this anomaly, weird anomaly. For six straight weeks, weeks 12 through 17, they had less rest than their opponents. They're still on that stretch because – now, for instance, last week in the Raiders, they played on Thursday night. 
Luckily, the Chiefs didn't play on Monday night because that would have made it worse. That would have made a 36-hour difference, but they moved that game to Sunday. But still, the Raiders had Friday off, Saturday off, and Sunday off. So it's three full days rest. And why is it important? Well, because they played more football than anybody. And I get it. There's a lot of you know guys that are rookies and haven't played on, you know, didn't play all five seasons, last five seasons with the Chiefs. But, again, a lot of the core has played that, especially Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's played more football than him in the last five years except for Kelsey, Chris Jones, uh, James Winchester, and Harrison Butker. Yeah, it's, it's insane how those guys have always played more. And that's why this week is so weird. Like, everyone's like, okay, hey, it's Cincinnati. Jake Browning's in town. But think about it. Cincinnati played on Saturday. We played on Monday. They've got a whole, what, 48 hours more rest than we do going into it. I get we're at home, but still, that's a lot of time they've got to rest. This goes into that six-week stretch. The six-week stretch where they have less rest. Somebody say, oh, big deal, big deal. Well, it is a big deal. When you get these guys... The NFL is such a game that and they look tired. Do the Chiefs look tired? That's the question. Do they look tired or don't they? I heard Mitch, Mitch Holtis was talking about this yesterday um, with Carrington as well. And many people are looking at it because are the team is the team looking tired? Do they need that extra rest? So I would say yes because that probably is more valuable than them playing that week. And I know, I know it's ridiculous. It kind of goes against everything, you know, that I kind of stand for football that you you build a momentum, you gel together, you build that team chemistry, and you go out and play because that's valuable. But Andy Reid coming off a bye week, obviously it wouldn't be a bye week, but get your starters that much needed rest. I mean, at least some of them. At least some of them. They got to have some rest. I mean, you think about it. Kelsey looks tired. I know everyone's like, oh, it's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey looked tired on Monday against the Raiders. He's getting beat up. I mean, he's getting double-teamed, triple-teamed, getting hit at the line. He needs rest. And I think that's also what's frustrating him is he's exhausted and he can't do as much as he wants to. He's getting up there. Time time of his age has only got a clock for him. Well, I think all guys get tired this time of year. I mean, I think every every player gets tired. I don't know. I mean, I saw him bowling over people. I saw him actually rolling over people that we haven't seen that before. I mean, he was playing with an aggression in this game. I don't know if you noticed that at all. Like, whoa, because I mean, he was he was leaning his shoulder in and wanting to take somebody down. Like he was angry, and he's angry after a play with the with the other team. Right? They're talking a lot of junk to him. They're pulling him. They're pushing him. They're trying to stop him because they know that's the Chiefs' only weapon at this point. But I would tell you this, JT. I think it would benefit you more to rest those players. And we've seen him do it before. You know, Andy Reid, the last game of the season. We saw him do it against the Chargers. Chargers win. They take off on social media like, ooh, they beat the Chiefs. Saw the Chiefs do it against the Broncos. Remember Patrick Mahomes' first start? Had the Tyler Bray. <laughs> they had the Yankee Mount and throw Patrick Mahomes back in there. That began his first road division win that we've ever seen. But I would say at this point, the rest would be the most important. But, yes, six straight games, less rest than their opponents. Week 12 through 17. Um, Warren Sharp of Sharp Football, he's the one that kind of pointed this out. And, you know, finding these things, it takes a lot of work to go find these things. But it ends this week. It started off on that Monday night football game against the Raiders. 
You know the game that the uh, Raiders lost 31 to 17 at home? And they forget about that three weeks ago. But then last week, they beat the Chiefs. They're trolling them on Twitter. They're smoking the Stogies in the locker room, acting like they just won a Super Bowl. To be honest with you, they're acting like damn clowns. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> win something first and then, you know, this isn't the Pop-Tart Bowl that you just won. This isn't the guaranteed rate bowl you just won. You won a regular season game against a team that you lost six straight. You lost a regular season game to a team that you've lost 16 in the last 19. You, you've lost to a team. You finally beat them at home. Big deal. It's six straight losses, but you beat them. But you lost by 14 points at home to that same team three weeks ago. I mean, last time they beat us, guess what? They did the buses around the, the arrowhead. I mean, no, I get it. I get it. You know, it, it's stupid. It's stupid what sometimes these teams do to beat the Chiefs, but it shows you where the Chiefs have put themselves. They put themselves up on that hill. And, you know, when the schedule came out, you know, I remember looking at it thinking, okay, well, it's going to be interesting. Because it started with that Raiders game um, where the Chiefs came off that Monday night game, right? So you're like, all right, big deal because they just had their bye against uh, the Dolphins after the Germany game. Then the next week was the Packers who played on Thanksgiving the week prior. So that was playing Thursday, Sunday, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So three days less rest there. Week 14, they played the Bills who came off the bye because the Bills chose not to take the bye earlier when they went to London, which ended up working out for them. Get that rest later in the year because it's more important to have it at your bye at that point. Week 15, when they played the Patriots, they played off the Thursday night games. The Patriots played on Thursday night game, so they had three days less rest than them. Then the Raiders, of course, come in, three days less rest. Then there's the Bengals, like you said, who had a Saturday game and the Chiefs' Monday game. That's a couple days of preparation, man. And it sets your whole schedule back as far as, you know, the, the installs that your coaching staff goes through, what the players go through. This stuff does matter. Oh, it hugely matters. And it's even bigger for Cincinnati because Jamar Chase didn't even play last week. So now he gets those extra days rest to get ready for the game against the Chiefs. And the other thing is, is now – Think about this. Monday, we play Pacheco has a concussion. It's such a hard turnaround when you're in concussion protocol to get ready for a game with six days of rest to get ready to go for a game. And if they didn't give us the game where everyone was like, oh, the Patriots are on primetime with the Chiefs, think about that. That was such. That was why we talked about it for so long. It's like they can take the Chiefs off primetime. It would help us tremendously. Thankfully, they did, or it would be in a bigger bind right now. Yeah, it just, it's just kind of funny. About how, you know, we look at this. It's, it's not excuses. I mean, you, again, it's reality. There's either excuses or reality, and there it's reality because they do think the less rest comes in. That's why I think it's so vital, and I think that would be the best scenario for them, able to do that heading into the playoffs. Kind of regroup. I think in this town we expect them just to win every game. I was on with the St. Louis station last night, JT, and they were asking, like, is the sky falling in Kansas City? And I was like, well, here's the deal. They're not playing good football, and you know that. But they still lost by one score. It's not like the Raiders came in here and beat you down like the Ravens did the Niners. That was a beatdown. It's not like they came in here and won by 21 points. They won by one score. They completed one pass. As, uh, no, they didn't complete a pass for three straight quarters. But they found a way to win because you gave the offense gave that game away like the Chiefs have given other games away. 
They gave it away in what seven seconds. <laughs> but is, is, sometimes when the Chiefs play like complete crap, other teams aren't taking full advantage of it. And afterwards, they'll put on Twitter and smoke stogies and everything else. But I mean, if you're really that good of a team or a dominant team, and you really, you know, really want to embarrass Kansas City, win by more than a score. Yeah, I mean, they had total opportunities, but when your quarterback doesn't complete a pass after the first quarter, it's a problem. So, but you put yourself on that pedestal wherever you're beating everybody. A couple years ago, the Ravens, they won the regular season against the Chiefs. And this is when the Ravens, you know, were right there like they are now, that real contender in the AFC. Then they kind of dropped for a couple years with all the injuries they had, and especially to Lamar. But they beat the Chiefs, and they were going crazy because Lamar Jackson finally beat Patrick Mahomes. That was like the big thing that he hadn't done yet or couldn't do yet was beat Patrick Mahomes. He did it, and they celebrated I mean, the Chiefs are going to get everybody's best shot. That's what I told the station in St. Louis. is like, here's the deal. They're going to get everybody's best effort. There is film out there, and they talk to each other, communicate, how do you slow down the Chiefs or how to stop? The Chiefs had to combat that. Like, when you have the bullseye on your back, you, you got that extra intangible that other teams want to beat you. It's not like you're just going out to beat a team, though. It's the Chiefs, and it means a lot to beat your team, and you know it beats. It's like beating a rivalry. It's like if... If Kansas is ranked number two in the country, Missouri's not ranked, it means something if they beat them. Like, it means more to beat them. Oh, yeah, that's why it's going to be like... It means more than just going out and beating Georgia. When when you see, like, the playoff machine, when you play with it and you get Buffalo or Miami, they will give you your best shot. Not only because Buffalo hasn't beat you in the playoffs, but also because Miami has Tyreek. Tyreek wants to show up. He, he had that fumble that was scooping scored for a touchdown and all that that happened in the regular season. It's... These two teams, the Buffalo and Miami, which are probably the two teams that are going to have, one of the two teams that we're going to have to play in the first round, they are going to want to play us, and they're wanting to beat us. Yeah, for the 6-2-0, bank, whoever plays the Chiefs, it's a Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. But when does that end? Like, when does that end? Because right now, if you flip on NFL Network or ESPN, I mean, I, dude, I was <laughs> you should have seen all the stuff, little snippets from ESPN last night. McAfee, you know, he doesn't know if the Chiefs are, you know, there was that. And then there was Shannon Sharp talking about, well, I don't know if the Chiefs can be one or done. And then there was RG3 saying this is the most beatable the Chiefs have been there. I mean, it was story after story after story about the Chiefs fall, the Chiefs downfall. They love it. They're reveling in it. I mean, this is fun. This is fun for them. But the Chiefs Raiders was the most watched game in the history of Christmas Day games. People are still interested in what the Chiefs are doing. Win or lose. You want to see it. People that are out there right now, besides Chiefs fans, they want to see the Chiefs lose. They hate the Chiefs. So they're watching to watch the Chiefs lose. And, of course, Chiefs fans are the way. It's, the Chiefs are now becoming that most hated team in the NFL. They, they've been that way because of jealousy, pettiness of everybody. That's why they celebrate so much when they beat the Chiefs. But, man, are the networks not reveling in the Chiefs? That's why, JT, Chiefs need that chip on their shoulder. This team loves the chip on their shoulder. Well, if turning on your TV is not a chip on the shoulder for the Chiefs, I don't know what is. Well, remember when the Patriots came to town on that Monday night and the Chiefs put it on Tom Brady and the news outlets and sports center went crazy about it because, oh, is the dynasty over? And guess what? That year, the Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, they got the chip on their shoulder. So it's like this. Can the Chiefs take the chip and ride it through the playoffs? I have I have trust in Mahomes, but the cast around Mahomes on the offense is sure. what you have to question. Sure, sure. For the eight one six, Green Bay mentioned they had our game circled. Of course, 
you get that schedule coming out and you circle the Chiefs. Got to beat this team right here. And, and the key thing is, other teams they have seen, like when Baltimore beat the Chiefs, that was a that was something a step for that organization. I mean, they didn't have to act like that, you know, but they they acted like they won the Super Bowl because the Chiefs. Remember, they wanted to beat the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots were the king of the hill, and they slowly drafted. They brought in Spags, who was a Patriot killer in the Super Bowl, stopping that undefeated team. And they would draft it. It's stopping the Steelers, stopping the Patriots. But the Chiefs did it quietly. They did it quietly. They did it without the pomp and circumstance. You know, they got there. You know, they did it. You prove your actions on the field. Now you're seeing everybody, you know, enjoying it with the Stogies and everything else. But, yeah, you're going to get their best effort. But the bottom line is, you're right about that Patriots team. I love talking about that team. 2014. It was the night before the wild card game against the A's. Remember that? That's when the death ball record was set. And then the question to me was, because we were doing our show outside of Kauffman, the World Series, not World Series, because the wild card game was starting. Can the Royal Stadium ever be like, you know, Arrowhead, it's the same group of fans. They just switched from red to blue. And I remember, you know, how wild that was. The 41-14, Belichick on the Cincinnati. Max, well, no, national media crushed Brady, like you said. And two years after that, what Max Kellerman said, the skills are falling off a cliff or something on Brady. Here's the thing. And remember this. When everybody's calling Travis Kelsey washed, when everybody's, you know, talking about the downfall of Mahomes, I want you to remember this. 2014, the Patriots lost 41-14 to Kansas City at Arrowhead. Everybody. They're even talking, should New England switch quarterbacks? That's how bad it was. Since that night, you know how many Super Bowls Tom Brady went to? Pull out your hand. Count the five fingers. He went to five freaking Super Bowls after that night, won four of them. So, keep it up. Keep it up. Hold that energy. Hold that energy and remember what stupid things you said. This is what the Chiefs need to do. Pocket this energy. And we'll talk more about this uh, later. Get your reaction to this as well because everybody seems really down. Like, you walk around, I mean, it's the holidays, man. Christmas to New Year's, man. Cheer up. Got to get happy. Got to get happy. I think an ass king in the Bengals would cheer everybody up. I think it would. I just think it would. I think that's what this town needs. This town needs that. But coming up next, KU was in a bowl game last night. And, man, was this good game for KU, but it was horrible for college football. Explain next. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry, at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Hit it! Na, 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 na,
back to Fesco in the morning. Jay Binkley, JT Noah. JT and I have been uh, settling in all week. Still be here through Friday. We had Kling yesterday. Kling had one day because we were going to celebrate the uh, Chiefs divisional title that didn't happen. Nope, we were uh, we were trying to figure out what ways we could go about being happy with us three being in the office. It's true. True, I was. Yeah, we were talking football. It gets better. Now, this is a great week, man. It's bowl week. I'm I'm so pumped for Friday. I mean, there's, there's been a ton of bowls anyway. There were seven last weekend. And it's, they start on the 16th. We've had the D2 final. We've got to wait on the uh, FCS final. It's coming up uh, the 7th, so we still got that coming. But the uh, D2 final, it's already done. But this is when the local team's in action. Of course, we got the New York Six coming up here. Yeah, uh, I want I want you to I want to let you know I I love you so much, and I was so scared to talk to Spec that I didn't request Friday off because I was urged to go to to go to Dallas to watch Mizzou play. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna work with Bink, and I I just I stayed and I'll go Charrington's watch. Charrington's going. I know he is. I know he is. But I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stay. I'll be with Bink and have a good time on Friday morning, and then I'll just go to a party with my buddies and watch the game. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Did you actually – have you been to a bowl game yet? I have not been to a single bowl game. You haven't been to one at all. But you would have gone to this one. Oh, I would have – oh, yeah, me you and my buddies. to stay. I mean, it was – Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was, I was. was gung-ho. My girlfriend's like, are you sure? I was like, I, I think I'm going to go. If And then I looked, and I was like, oh, wait, I'm working. And she's like, ah. yeah, there's no way. I was actually hoping we would get the Peach Bowl because the Peach Bowl was going to be on – I believe it was uh, Saturday, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I could fly out after the game. After I mean, after the show Friday, and I'll be perfectly fine in Georgia." You know, I I think this one worked out the best for them as far as the program is concerned because of uh, you know being Dallas Fort Worth and, and Ohio State carries some cachet. That Brian Day, the head coach of Ohio State, says, "Yeah, they'll all be there. Are they gonna play? Or are they just all gonna be there? They all gonna be there for support." Like, the one thing I hate is when guys opt out of bowl games. I mean, you make it to a New Year's Six game, right, and you're so excited about it because you made it there. Like, I credit Alabama Crimson Tide last year because Alabama is one of those schools that you'd think that they don't make the college playoffs, they don't care. But Bryce Young was the number one pick in the draft last year. He played against Kansas State. Will Anderson played against Kansas State. Sparingly, but it played. Like, I respect how they approached that game. Now, we'll see what Ohio State does. Do I expect Marvin Harrison Jr. to play? 100% not. Well, I mean, if you want to look at games that, like, what you're trying to talk about, go look at the Georgia versus Florida State bowl game. All those players that have said they're not playing are already in the transfer portal. It's, I mean, Florida State doesn't even have a quarterback now. No, yeah, yeah. Florida State was crying and all this to, to you know, get in the playoffs. Man, they've treated this thing bad. Tate Rodemaker, like you said, was there going to be starting. Did not start the ACC title game. They had to with the Brock Glenn start that game, the freshman who threw for 55 yards. But they were probably going to go back to Tate, but he's not playing. That, that game, <laughs> there's like nobody playing that game for Georgia or Florida State. And you'd think Florida State would want to cap it off, you know, with an undefeated season, get the t shirts made up like UCF did. You know, as far well, as. Well, they would have a better game. way of going about it because they beat Georgia, but I feel like than what UCF had. But now at this, I don't, I just don't see how they're going to win. No, it's yeah, it's it, it, it waters it down. Now, here's the problem: the transfer portal's just it's getting ready to close. It's been open for 30 days. It's going to open again for 15 days in the spring. Transfer portal needs to be pushed back. It's a that's a tough thing though because you know guys do need to get enrolled to their new school or whatever. I get it. 
mean, it's a tough predicament. The bad part is, is when you're so excited about a bowl game and people are spending all that money to go to a game, and then they show up and the other team's quarterback's not playing. Like the Pop-Tart Bowl, which, by the way, will have the first live mascot. Um, I'm curious how this is going to work. I would uh, Honestly, that would be one of Pop-Tart, my favorite yeah, to yeah, go yeah. to as my first bowl. Here's the thing. You know, Kansas State's in the Pop-Tart Bowl. But what I'm interested in, so the mascot is, is in an edible. It's the first edible mascot. Now, so there's somebody in this edible mascot suit. And they're going to be roaming around. I mean, won't that Pop-Tart be a little... And he, he, the mascot's got a whiz in that thing, man. And go to the bathroom. Is that thing going to be even halfway sanitary by the time the team's eat it at the end of the game? Do you ever wonder about that? Now like, you've made me ma- think about it. What if the mascot whizzes on it? You know, it's, is that thing going to be clean? But they're going to be eating the Pop-Tart after the game. Man, I was thinking about what flavor it was going to be, and you're talking about if it's going to get wazzed on. Well, you think about it the whole game, this guy's running around in this mascot Well, don't suit. they take it off and go to the bathroom? I, I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I just think I, if, if you're, uh, um, edible mascots can be roaming around the whole game, chance of that thing getting pretty dirty is pretty good. But anyway, that's Kansas State Thursday night, their first ever bowl game in the state of Florida. But if you watch Kansas last night, Kansas <laughs> – this is a different team watching it, man, because they go out and hammer teams. And Barry Odom, you know, former Missouri Tiger, of course, coach and player, got a chance to play Kansas. So that is a little storyline there. Barry Odom had a great year. He turned UNLV around. UNLV's been a bad program, turned around. They played their Legion Stadium, the Death Star, where the Raiders do. The interesting thing is they bring in turf. The Raiders play in grass. And it's the same field, the same place, but it's interesting how they uh, work this thing out. But Kansas – was all over in the beginning. I mean, this game was 28-7 to there in the beginning. Those wide receivers are going nuts for Kansas. Oh, and they're coming back. And they're coming back next year. You think about uh, um, Lawrence Arnold, six catches, 132 yards, three touchdowns. Luke Grimm. Hey, Ray Peck along. Ray Peck. There you go, Ray Peck. Did you, were you at school when he was there? I was. Okay. Yep, he graduated the year after I did. Okay. Four for 163 touchdowns. He's coming back. That's six touchdowns between those two guys right there. It was tight end Mason Fairchild's last game. Uh, Devin Neal is coming back to Kansas. That's the big news. That like, was yeah, the huge news. Huge. 20 carries, 71 yards. Kansas had 142 yards rushing. But props to this guy, Jason Bean, who's been a backup, had his chance to move on to maybe another school and be the starter. He didn't do it. He didn't come into this year to be the, you know as the starter. But he persevered, and he didn't hit the transfer portal, didn't do a lot of things. I know he was in North Texas before, but he stuck it out. And a lot of guys don't do that. He did. Kansas relied on him. 449 yards, six touchdowns, did have the three picks. But this is where this game got off the rails. And and this is what got frustrating. It got incredibly, incredibly frustrating to watch this game. It was ruined because of the officials. Um. Put it this way. The game featured 27 accepted penalties. 27. Kansas had 18 for 216 yards. That is ridiculous. You think a lot of times, man, when the Chiefs get five or six penalties, how nuts that is? Imagine watching your favorite team and they've had 18 penalties. That that That's wild. UNLV had nine for 99. I mean, it's like 100, you know, pretty much 100 yards. 315 yards in penalties. Um, it included four personal fouls on KU. Six unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, four against UNLV, two against KU. 
The Jayhawks went into this game. They, like, they go into the game. They only had 55 penalties. 55 the whole year. That's the second fewest in the Big 12. They had 55 for the entire season. They had 18 in that night. And I've been critical of NFL officials, and it's not just because, you know, you look back at some of the Chiefs games, you think, oh, I, I. no, it, 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 it has a hole. These offensive offsides, I mean, not just Chiefs, I mean, just around the NFL. I, I can't stand NFL officiating. It's a billion-dollar industry, and in fact, these guys aren't full-time. Some of them are, but not the uh, head guys. It drives me freaking nuts. But those guys last night were running a bowl game. They were running this, you know, for the viewers, for the players, Leipold was pissed about it. I don't blame him. 18 penalties, man. Come on, man. That's insane. There was 27. You are the show. When you're taking that much airtime, the, the, the broadcast was terrible, too. That, that sucked. I mean, the whole production value of it, I understand they have cameras and everything. There's so many bowl games they're covering. But that sucked. But they weren't showing exactly what was going on. But it gets so frustrating. You can't get into flow of a game when there's 27 freaking penalties. Swallow your whistle, man. It's the guaranteed rate bowl. It doesn't matter. Like just who I mean, who gives a damn? Who gives a rat's just let some things go? Like that is becoming a show, man. These rest families watching the game, having a party, seeing, you know, Uncle Joe wear the zebra stripes on ESPN. I mean, I don't know, man, but that was such bull crap, man. No, nah, so I'm I wa- not a Kansas fan at all. I, I watched it till halftime and then I had to go to bed. I have to get my sleep. But there was a play that defined how the the game was going to be called. Uh, it was the third drive of the game, so UNLV was driving, and they threw the interception. And the corner picks it off, and he runs out of bounds. And the offensive lineman barely touches him out of bounds. And two seconds after he gets touched, the corner flops down, and they throw the flag. I was laughing. I was like, oh, this is going to have This is how the game's going to go. You know how bad it was? My girlfriend, who does not watch football, her dad's at the KU game. She texts me and goes, these announcers might be a little bit high. And these uh, refs might be from the high school level. This is horrible. I'm like, yeah, I, I quit watching at halftime. And so she just kept me updated while I was asleep. And it was the funniest thing because she does not like football, but she was criticizing this whole game. Well, I mean, the, the officials, anytime they become part of the show, and again, we're talking about the guaranteed rate bowl here. There's no college football playoffs going on. If you miss a holding call or whatever, let it go, man. It's a, It's the last time some of these guys will ever play football again. And I get it. You're not teaching a lesson. If it's agreed, just call it. But at some point, you got to swallow your whistle, man. Because this, they, they gets. If I'm the networks, I'm furious over this. They ruin the total gameplay of this. And you're talking about a game between UNLV and Kansas. Look at the grand scheme of things. This thing didn't matter. Your home game playing Madden matters just as much as that game did. It didn't matter at all. It matters to his kids, and of course, in building the program. But that ruins the fun out of everybody. But of course, I throw a fit about NFL officials too. For some reason. Remember when the refs went on strike and people won them back? And it's like, be careful what you wish for, man. Be careful what you wish for, because people are wanting the officials back. And JT, a few weeks ago, you and I had fun on the uh, post-game show looking at the officials, <laughs> the officials in the NFL. Again, all officials, I mean, just get it right, man. Start full-time. The NFL is a billion-dollar industry. I keep hearing, you know, moving a game to Brazil and all this. That's billions of dollars, man. Ratings through the roof. Every time the Chiefs play a game, it's the highest rated game ever. You're making millions. Hire these damn fools. 17, there's 17 heads of officiating crews. 
And if you didn't hear JT and I's postgame show, this is the NFL. Brad Allen, we know we have a problem with the Chiefs. who's that, that MVS game, right? Uh, he's a nonprofit CEO. Trey Blake, software quality assurance manager. Cleet Blakeman, an attorney. Carl Cheffers, sales manager. Lance Clark, chief building official. Alan Eck, tax manager. Adrian Hill, aerospace software engineer. Sean Hockley, financial advisor. John Hussey, sales rep. Alex Kemp, insurance agent. Clay Martin, high school administrator and basketball coach. Scott Novak, sales manager. Brad Rogers, college professor. These are the heads of the officials. Hire them full-time. I don't know what you're going to do with the college officiating because that was just a pathetic display of any kind of officials in that game. The one's a college professor. This guy, man, some of his students come in after his game he calls and they look at him and go, you called that You called that on my team. That is some BS, man. Why are you calling that on my team? Yeah, the referee's mic didn't work at times. So it didn't matter. Just stop calling things. It got to the point where it was just ridiculous. But the bottom line is, and I know I just read it, NFL officials, but the officiating is just bad. Like, I love, love, love football. <laughs> but, man, officials are just ruining the damn sport. It's become a real problem with football. Just get these calls right. Just right. Why do we need sales managers? Make them full-time. The NFL prints money, man. We don't need assistant principals calling NFL games that run bets. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, we'll come back. I, I do want some uh, interaction from you guys. 913-586-7610 on Jay Southland Tow Service text line. A lot of debate going on right now on this, this musical chairs of the NFL MVP. Who is it actually? Next. Hey, welcome back to Best School in the Morning. Jay Binkley, JT Noah, producing the operation. Got a text in here, 913-586-7610. Pay them well, the officials. And, and nothing for no calls. So here's the thing. To uh, to kind of put a bow on this. You get what you pay for. You do. And all I'm saying is, do they really need to be sales managers part of the time or should? I mean, they're already paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Pay them more. Get it right. This is a big industry. There's a lot of money now being waged, wagered legally on these games, right? How many states have legalized gambling? It's over 20, right? To over 20 states? Uh, Yeah, I do believe so. So the, the, the reason that we've all been, you know, wrong sometimes when you watch a game and you lose money, but that's what you go into it, you know, you can you can lose at all times. So you go to go into it like that, but a bad call drove you nuts. A bad call like that. The MVS uh, game uh, in Green Bay where they just totally brought him down. Pass interference, they didn't call it. But you can do it full-time, right? You have seminars. You get everybody on the same page. You get these 17 heads of the officiating crews together. You discuss making the game better. And here's the thing. You've never seen this game with more technology than now. Great camera angles, the best, the pylon cams. Last night's KU game is not a good example of good television work. But bottom line is, you have the technology there. If you want it to be good, you get it. You think people go out and buy a Mercedes-Benz for anything other than it's high quality, right? It's high quality. Do you want high quality officials or do you want the assistant principal and basketball coach calling a game where millions of dollars are at stake? 
where the largest television audience ever is watching a game like the Super Bowl last year. And again, they only take the best of the best, but these guys still have part-time jobs. But the, uh, what, Chiefs, uh, how about this? Uh, CBS Nickelodeon combined for 29.2 million viewers, making the NFL Christmas uh, the best Christmas Day game since 1989. 28.3 million on CBS, 893,000 on Nickelodeon. The game peaked at a crazy 37.2 million people Christmas Day watching Chiefs and Raiders, meaning the sensational appetite for football in this country is incredible. There's 45 million that watch the games on Thanksgiving Day. People want this. But yet, you're going to let assistant principals control the game flow? Hey. Like, how the hell is that? How the hey, hell they control kids. How the hell does that even happen that a sales rep or sales manager calling a game where 37.5 million eyeballs are on it, on a billion-dollar industry that prints money, no matter what they do, they're going internationally in all these places, and the NFL can't hire full-time officials? It is so weird hell, to talk about them and like, oh, yeah, they're cell representatives, they're college professors, they're principals. It's it's weird that now every time I see one of these, I'm going to be like, huh, you're a cell representative. You're trying to sell me a car or something. Like, It's so weird how we think these are full-time officials, and they're not. This is their part-time job, and they have another full-time job on the other side. But it's the number one pastime in this country right now. It is the number one hobby. For Americans to do is sit down and watch football as a family. It has taken over this country. It's taken over the television. Just wait till the, uh, it should be this this week. Like the top thirty shows in the United States the last year, there'll be probably twenty or twenty one live football games on there. Oh and yeah, Chiefs will be on there several times. Oh yeah, and I know next year is Christmas is on a Wednesday, and there's already been reports that the NFL is going to try to find a way to get an NFL game on that Wednesday to play. They did Black Friday this year. I mean, yeah. People, even crap games people watch. Gosh, that was a crappy game. I... It was Dolphins-Jets. The only thing that was entertaining was how the Jets blew a Hail Mary that turned into a pick six. Um, On Thanksgiving this year, the NBC game, it was uh, NBC's most streamed game as a whole. Average viewership across all three games was 34.1 million, the highest for Thanksgiving Day on record. I mean, it just keeps being record after record. The Chiefs-Eagles is the most watched game of all time. All time. Now you're talking the Super Bowl one, right? Yeah, Super yeah, Bowl. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only thing people still want to talk about is, uh, was it a hold? When Bradbury says it was a hold. It comes down to, it's, it's just so funny that something that we hold so valuable and watch, and now there's millions and billions of dollars riding on it through gambling. The cost of doing business is getting tougher because guess what? It's why, it's why in baseball you want robot umps, at least I do. To get it right. If technology's there, use it. Use whatever technology you can do to get things right. That's all we ask for. Just get things right. It's getting tougher now because the camera angles are so good. The margin for error is is not there. Our patience is wearing thin when people have money decided on the line whether you call something or don't. Yeah, that's why everyone gets so hostile. When it comes to umpires making a no-strike call, when they call a ticky-tack hold on the offensive line, and the bigger thing right now is the roughing the passer. I mean, last weekend in the Dolphins-Cowboys game, there was two 
roughing the passer calls that were called that I thought were so bad, it, it just blew my mind. And you, we keep wondering why it happens. Well, you don't have full-time officials. They don't have this repercussion of being, and when you get called out, you get fined. You find the people that call them out. It's true. Listen to this. November 20th, that was the uh, Chiefs uh, game, delivered 29 million viewers across ABC and ESPN. The largest audience for the franchise since 1996. The largest Monday Night Football audience since 96. What makes this even crazier and more impressive is all the options you have now. 96, you didn't have near the options on television you have now. There's, there's channels for everything, literally. There's the pick-your-nose channel. You know, there's like 50 million House Hunter channels. There's channels literally for everything. 15 different ESPNs or whatever. There, there's other options for you. Yeah, why do you think Amazon Prime picked the Chiefs last year to be the opening game for Amazon Prime on Thursday Night Football? Because they want that. And, and <laughs> Don't be surprised. If they'll figure out a way to have that as the uh, peacock game. Oh yeah! I, I, once you talked to me, once you talked about it yesterday on the air, it kept going to my head yesterday. Like, yep, the Chiefs are going to be on Peacock, and the only good thing about the Bills Chargers game on Peacock last week was I learned that we have Peacock in my family, so I can watch Peacock. Really? Yeah. Somebody gets it. Yeah, my parents get it with our cable. I didn't know that. Oh, they get it for free. Yeah. They, well, it's in there like their. Their cable deal, so you pay for the cable and it came with Peacock? Wait, whoa, whoa. They got cable and it has Peacock? Yeah. Who's their cable company? Uh, We have Xfinity. Really? Yeah. Is that the only streaming service that comes? Uh, I have no idea. Now, a lot of cable companies, it is still a streaming. Well, it's still an app. Like, if you get Spectrum, it's the Spectrum app. Right, yeah, yeah. We get, uh, so, Xfinity, there's an Xfinity stream app. And then it was also in the bundle came with Peacock. So, like, some phone companies you get, like, uh, Amazon or Netflix for with it. Well, apparently Xfinity is like, we'll give you Peacock. The one thing I hate about it, and this is why I do like using cable for football, is because I don't like going back and forth between the channels and, like, hopping out of the uh, the app. Like, for instance, your name is on Prime. You got to hop back out of that. To go to, you can't, like, flip channels. At least I can. I haven't figured it out yet. But flip channels, you know, to other games. Yeah, so yeah. Like you can't hop. do that on Amazon, yeah. I like to hop between a bunch of different games. Yeah, and get multiple they, TVs. Come on. They, oh, I do. I have two of them just for football and or sports. And then on, on Saturday is insane. And if you're on ESPN+, Plus, guess what? You got to hop out of that and go to other things. Yeah. Uh, it's so, like Amazon. So, I mean, it, it, it's that. that quad box for college football is awesome. But I like flipping channels like, you know, like normal human beings have always been able to do, you know, since the invention of remote controls where you can flip between games just by pushing a button. Well, my, my, getting my out of an app and going back in and letting it circle because your Wi-Fi is down for the bit. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing how backwards we've gone. My favorite technology thing was whoever decided to put the previous channel or last button on a remote was Awesome. Because, okay, hey, I'm watching a game on ESPN, and now I'm on ABC. I don't have to flip to get back to ESPN. All I can hit is that last button, and it takes me right back to ESPN. Here's another uh, one for you. If you have Roku, it's I do. the third button up from the bottom. The uh, I think the rewind button. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the last channel button. Oh, Roku. okay. Yeah, if you never need it, just go to the far left, 
It's the third one up. I think it's the it's, it's got the arrow. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Watch. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You push that. If you're watching TV, it'll take you uh, to your previous channel. Well, there I go. I learned something today about the Roku. That is Roku's way of previous channel. There you go. Go. Let's go. But even like you use Roku or whatever, like you put it on the sports channels because I have both that and the uh, cable apps. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Sometimes you use it through Roku. And... Remember when actually remotes had channels like you push the numbers? Oh yeah, like, uh, like forty three, yeah. Up and down on on a Roku device. I mean, come on, man. They, they're making it more difficult. Oh yeah, they're making it way more difficult to find the the channel and where you want to watch the game on. This is why I, I do have the cable, but it's on an app. Is for sports, and I remember how pissed off I was at the beginning of the year. Missouri game. Was on ESPN or uh, SEC Network, right? The first game of the year, they had the pregame show, Tebow and everything was SEC Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as soon as the game started, boom, that Disney thing, that 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 uh, war they had with Spectrum. Oh and yeah, so every Disney, every ESPN, every yeah. SEC Network, ACC Network, all off. I, had, I went to a sports bar for like two weeks while they settled their little dispute. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, so that's how. I learned that my uh, girlfriend's parents were switching streaming services because her dad was so mad about the whole thing. So he switched services and everything. He's like, I need my ESPN. And so he switched services. I was like, that's insane. Yeah, the ESPN Plus thing's a great thing. I mean, it is. And a typical college day, I had the TV on, another TV, and then I'll use the phone to cycle through yeah. the extra game. Yep. And they're all ranked in order of importance of which one I want to watch. Of course. At if my on, house, if you're on my phone, you're 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 still worth watching, but not worth watching a bunch. It's like Michael Scott in the Office, I love you this much or a whole bunch, depending on how much money you win on a lottery ticket. Especially, yeah, mine downstairs, the big TV has the most important game to me. Or sometimes it'll have the quad box on the smaller TV. Yeah, you're okay. I'll I'll watch you a little bit, and then on my laptop. I'm. I'm. Just, you're just here, so I know you're here. You're neglect. You're not neglected. See the thing too with Peacock. And with there's a bunch of wrestling on there and office, and there are the two reasons to have people. And Law and Order, that's like the only reason. Yeah, Law and Order uh, says they're coming with tw season 25. You get the office of uh, all their games of the Peacock too. Uh, they were really banking on the Chargers not sucking because this could no. When the schedule came out, they're thinking end of the year Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, you know, but Brandon Staley was running. Yeah, that was that ended up being a great game. That ended up being a great game. But what were the network executives thinking? When the Chargers had 63 points put on them by the Raiders, the most that organization's ever had, you fire Brandon Staley, and then that's your Peacock game. Because before the season started, you're, you're matching up Herbert and Josh Allen because you want the subscribers. But there's a lot of people probably didn't want you know buy that just to watch Easton Stick play against Josh Allen. Now, it ended up being a good game. But the allure wasn't there, I don't think, for people to jump in and buy the subscription. Now, they will for the postseason game. And if you're worried about the game, if Chiefs ended up being on or whatever, local markets will still show it. The two competing teams, they'll still show it. Like, example, Buffalo still showed that on their local NBC affiliate. Now, in Rochester and other areas surrounding area, it'd be like, St. Joe, maybe not, maybe not. But in the city, you got it. Yep, and that's what's so nice about it. Being a kid, If they are on it, you guys will get to watch it. But it's getting to where it's over, and eventually – you think someone's going to bundle them all together? You know, Hulu's got the uh, the bundle with uh, with uh, 
Peacock on it now because this is the whole thing about cable, right? Getting cheaper and everybody going streaming. And now it's gotten to the point now where games just all over. You need a roadmap to find out. Remember Yankees fans are throwing a fit. They had like four different networks their games were on this year. Like somewhere on Apple TV and all this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're giving sports fans a conniption, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird. We'll see how far it goes because, like uh, we were talking yesterday, the NFL is the only one where you can have it for free still. Rarely with most games, it. you can watch America's Pastime free at least if your team's playing. Now you can't watch all everything like the Amazon games. You can't watch unless your team's playing. Unless your local team's playing in it, then you can watch it. Yep, exactly. But it's where we sit right now, by far. But try that uh, that uh, last channel button on your Roku. Glad we learned something today. I didn't get the MVP. We'll do that next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.